Hi, everyone, and welcome to Audio Note number 22. My name is Andrew Robinson, and in the last Audio Note, I mentioned my life well-lived process, and I just wanted to give a quick update on that. What I'm going to do is actually put those resources together in a different portion of my Substack, and you can find those under what's labeled Well, and so they won't be part of these audio notes. They're much longer in nature, and so I wanted to give them their own designated space so that you could find them there, take the time you need, and also find the resources that you can print out that will guide you through the life well-lived process. Now we are entering the third and final section of the journey towards selfship, and everything we've covered so far that's related to selfship builds toward what we're about to go into now. And in order for you to get the most out of these frameworks, imagine them working together as lenses that you layer upon one another to see better, as opposed to train cars that sequence together in a row. The first third equipped you with a set of tools for self-regulation. That was the focus. These tools help you identify and work with your reactions and your tendencies. They give you practical instruments you can use to monitor your activation and reground yourself. The second third, if you remember, addresses your nature and narrative. Your nature relates to anything and everything that was woven into you before you were even born. I gave special attention to your unique personality and temperament. And remember, your narrative, as opposed to your nature, includes everything that makes up your particular story, your family of origin, events, relationships, your culture, everything else that relates to the unique context in which you grew up. These two sources, nature and narrative, they serve as the aquifers of the self. You draw from both as you go through life every single day. They inform your sense of self, your thoughts, your mindsets, and ultimately, your behavior. Both operate at a less than conscious level. And the purpose of this section was to help you become more conscious of them so that you're able to work with their influence and their impact on your life rather than them working with you. A deeper understanding of your nature and narrative holds immeasurable value for you. Not only does it deepen your understanding of how and why you show up the way you do in life, It gives you insights that enable you to work with yourself. As we move into this third and final section, I want to clarify your relationship to your nature and to your narrative. And I want to issue a bit of a warning. Both of them present rabbit holes that can swallow you whole. Here's what I mean. You can lose yourself in trying to understand every single nuance of your unique personality. And in doing so, you may come to view yourself and everyone around you in terms of certain preset categories and labels. This kind of reductionism can lead to a mechanistic and overly simplistic view of humanity, as though a particular label sums up the essence of that particular person's identity. You can also become overly obsessed with your narrative and grow overly focused on your story, believing that you can come to explain every aspect of yourself in terms of your story. And in doing so, you can find that you lose yourself in the past and struggle to exist in the present. When we become overly preoccupied with one or the other, a sort of determinism sets in. Obsess over your nature and you will resign yourself and others to one category or another. 
In a similar way, if you obsess with your narrative, you will resign yourself to your story and come to believe you lack the freedom to choose otherwise. By now you know that both nature and narrative reflect the truth. We can attribute with 100% certainty aspects of ourselves that stem from nature and narrative. As we enter the final section of selfship, the question isn't whether they offer the truth, but how we're meant to access the truth and avail ourselves of that truth. But how do we strike this tension? When you look at a map, you know that it's just a representation of a particular piece of geography. You don't think it's the actual geography. It's just a map. Similarly, the description of your personality that you might get from a certain personality test serves as a map. And so does the life map that you completed earlier about your narrative. They serve as representations. They're not the real thing. They're incredibly helpful, but don't confuse them with the real thing. Excessive preoccupation with one or both of them will actually distance you from life and the people in it. You'll be lost in reflection and analysis and diagnosis and speculation, and you'll confuse the map with the geography that it's meant to represent. At some point, you need to set the map aside and walk the physical land they're meant to represent with your own two feet. So when I say that we need to walk the territory, part of what I mean is that I actually want you to forget everything we've covered about nature and narrative and just go live your life. I'm suggesting this thought experiment knowing full well it's an impossibility. Our minds will just go there. But if you can just entertain that possibility for just a moment, the idea that you knew nothing of these aquifers that inform most everything about you you will likely find that you're confronted with this reality. Your nature and your narrative will show up. They can't not show up. You won't have to go looking for them. They've already shown up today, and they will undoubtedly show up again before you go to sleep tonight. They'll be there again tomorrow when you wake up. They may even visit you while you sleep in the form of dreams. Life will precipitate aspects of your nature and your narrative that you most need to work with in the moment. Will you see when they present themselves and will you know what to do with it? So the purpose of this audio note is to remind you that the people around you need you. You need you. If you're overly focused on yourself, you have little to offer other people. Use these tools and these frameworks you're learning through this process to respond when your nature and your narrative reveal themselves through the course of life. So I'll explain more how to do that as we move on. For now, I just want you to focus on this mindset of being in the present with yourself, with others, and have that ready state so that when life brings your nature and your narrative to the surface, you recognize it and you know what to do with it. In the next audio note, I'm going to present the complex identity framework. This framework helps you work with yourself in a powerful way when life accesses your nature and your narrative. Rather than getting preoccupied with your nature and or your narrative, it gives you a way of working with yourself and the challenges that arise as you walk through life with both feet on the ground. It begins, however, with a departure in the way that we typically think of ourselves as single selves. We're accustomed to thinking of ourselves as possessing a single identity. 
which is accurate in one respect, but as the name implies, the complex identity framework that you're going to learn views our identity as a self among selves. And this will all make sense when we get into it. This is what we've been building to the entire time. This is the core of what it means to possess selfship. This framework integrates everything we've done so far into a coherent whole that you can put into practice every single day. I can't wait to walk you through it. Until then, as always, wherever you are right now, I'm so glad that you are here. Take care.